Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. The Chicago Bears, after the disaster that has been that team, everything about it, and Justin Fields through the first three weeks, um, how do you imagine the Bears are looking at this draft right now? Well, not only are they the most exciting because they're picking at one, but everybody can see up there as well. They own Carolina's pick. Yep. And if Carolina p- keeps playing bad, they could have two top five picks. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could have one and two, which would be insane. And so, you know, uh, let's just be honest. If Chicago is picking anywhere near number one overall again, they're not trading the pick this time. They're moving on from Justin Fields. They're getting a quarterback. It's the, the, the actual conversation at this point when it comes to the Bears are, is Eberflus out? Like, are we right. already moving on from him after two years? And the way that this roster plays throughout the rest of this year, I don't think that Ryan Poles is in danger yet. I really don't, because you need a, you truly need more time as a GM to even fairly evaluate stuff like that. But he's taken some swings, and obviously he's had some misses, as all GMs do when they are first starting out especially. But to me, that is the big question. If you are so bad that you're picking number one overall, or let's just say even in the top three, because you're getting yourself either Drake May or Caleb Williams. Do you want the coaching staff that has established this current culture in Chicago to then get a year with your new franchise QB? I would lean that you don't because that stuff, winning attitude is contagious. A losing attitude and a losing culture is often a pandemic. Like when you start to slip and not believe and become this franchise that does not believe in themselves, things get bad very, very quickly. And the only way that you really wash all of that out is when you get new coaches and new leadership in the building. So I often agree that it is unfair to only give head coaches two years. I think that head coaches really need three years minimum for you to correctly judge them. But unfortunately for Iberflus, he's on a timeline where things are going so poorly for the Bears that if they are picking another quarterback, I don't know if they're going to want that current regime to kind of like roll the dice on, all right, well, maybe you'll be good with this next quarterback because you weren't good for fields. It basically comes down to how much they're putting the blame on the coaching staff versus Justin Fields at this point for the lack of production and honestly the lack of hope that that entire, that, that, that entire regime and organization is exuding right now. I think there are times where the decision kind of gets made for you. And I think this is true with starting quarterbacks as well. Like the Zach Wilson, the the Zach Wilson discussion, that is eventually going a decision that is going to be made for Robert Sala. As much as every single week he's going out there going, Zach Wilson is our guy. He's our quarterback. He's the guy that's going to be starting all year long. It simply will not happen at some point. It will become too much, and Zach Wilson will have played his way to the bench, and he'll mm-hmm. have to make a change of some description, right? This happened with Marcus Mariota as well multiple times in the last few years. It just It's inevitable. Right now, the situation in Chicago is going so badly that you're going to have to fire somebody, right? That's just the way the NFL works at this stage. Right. If this is the way it's going to be from now to the end of the season, people will lose their jobs at the end of the year because – there just has to be consequences for that. There has to be somebody held to account for the dumpster fire that is happening right now. And that 
brings everybody this kind of cathartic closure where you can go, okay, even if it wasn't really their fault, somebody has been burned at the stake for this, and now we can all move on. doesn't matter yeah. if we got the right person. The point being, we exercised the disaster of the season, and now we all set off in a good direction feeling good about ourselves. So if, it's, if, it, if the Bears are, are what we've seen for the last few weeks, I think Eberflus will be gone. Um, the NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly and when you just bet 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up for some game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check, check the app. you got to go check the app to see what you get. So download now and use code PFF to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code PFF only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. But the bigger sort of more interesting point to me is this is why I think giving Justin Fields this year made a lot of sense. Number one, it wasn't obvious that he was a worse option than Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. And after three weeks, I still don't think it's obvious, right, that one of those, I, any one of those things is the case. Richardson is, you know, still a work in progress, and the man's been concussed from running already. Um, Stroud looks very good, but it's three weeks. And Bryce Young has been a disaster behind a terrible offensive line in, in Carolina with no receivers to throw to. So mm-hmm. as much as the fields part of it isn't working out yet, it's not like any one of those three guys has shown, oh, wow, we just passed on the greatest quarterback to come along in the last 10 years to do this, right? So yeah, it was at least a debatable decision anyway. You add DJ Moore in the process, and potentially more importantly, you get two first-round picks next year which means if it does go catastrophically badly, you're already in a position to get whoever the QB is you want anyway, right? Even if they don't pick number one overall, they're going to have two top five draft picks potentially, so you can at least go and get the guy that you really want, right? They're in a position already to draft the next guy if, if and when it turns out Justin Fields isn't that guy. Yeah, and, and the timelines for Chicago were... Um... I don't, I don't want to say off. Off's not the word. Maybe not as in sync as you would want with the rest of the roster because Justin Fields, it, it was going into this year, it was still year three for him. You don't know if he's good. Right. Well, if he takes a little bit of a step forward, then you go, okay, he's taking a little bit of a step forward here. Maybe he will be at his best next year. That's year four of his rookie contract. Yeah, you have the, the fifth-year option as well, but you're already then thinking, dang, we've got a budget for a second contract quarterback at this point. And unfortunately for Chicago, neither of their trenches are at the point where they're in unison with the quarterback contract. So best case scenario, you were looking at Fields being good, but then having to pay him an exorbitant amount of money to then keep him on the team and hope that the offensive line and defensive lines have gotten better at that point. Because right now... We're multiple years away from the Bears' defensive line and offensive line being where they need to be to actually compete. And I think that that was something that was very much brushed under the table when people thought about the Chicago Bears this season. They were just like, yeah, 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 but like Fields year two, he's going to be way better. Look at all these receivers, everything. And you go, trenches aren't looking great, but nobody really wanted to hear that this summer. And I was probably guilty of that as well, not really emphasizing that as much as I needed to. 
But that to me also is a vote of confidence from almost just pressing the reset button entirely new coaching staff in there you get a new quarterback in there which means you are resetting that quarterback contract timer and that's going to be more in line to me with the timeline that it's going to take for you to build the trenches in chicago as well so that year three of that rookie contract for whoever's the quarterback next is going to be in unison within the offensive and defensive lines being able to carry the team. Then you've got two more years of that rookie contract for that quarterback, playing at a very high level, hopefully competing in the playoffs. And then, you, okay, you're signing them to a second contract, but the rest of the team is where is is at the point to where that contract and that money is worth it because you are able to have that winning window open, especially in the early years of that contract, which is a lot of times when the guarantees are up for these teams. So to me, the timeline makes so much sense for Chicago to move on after this year, especially with looking at how things are going on the field.